How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hello, sweet one. Today, I was daydreaming. I won't let you know the details of the imagery, but it was something that made me smile warmly whenever I thought about it. You know, daydreams are where your heart lies when your mind drifts off to other things. It is always something you desire. And so, my sweet one, I want you to do more daydreaming before you fall asleep and let your heart open to what your mind needs. And with that said, I want to continue reading to you The Premature Burial. The Chirigogal Journal of Leipzig, a periodical of authority and merit which some American booksellers would do well to translate and republish, records in a large number a very distressing event of the character in question. An officer of artillery, a man of gigantic stature and of robust health, being thrown from an unmanageable horse, received a very severe contusion upon his head, which rendered him insensible at all. The skull was slightly fractured, but no immediate danger was apprehended. Trepanning was accomplished successfully. He was bled, and many other of the ordinary means of relief were adopted. Gradually, however, he fell into a more and more hopeless state of stupor. And finally, it was thought that he died. The weather was warm, and he was buried with indecent haste in one of the public cemeteries. His funeral took place on Thursday, and on the Sunday following, the grounds of the cemetery were as usual, much thronged with visitors, and about noon, an intense excitement was created by the declaration of a peasant that while sitting upon the grave of the officer, he had distinctly felt a commotion of the earth, as if occasioned by someone struggling beneath. At first, little attention was paid to the man's observation, but his evident terror and the dodged obstinacy with which he persisted in his story had at length their natural effect upon the crowd. Spades were hurriedly procured, and the grave, which was shamefully shallow, was in a few minutes so far thrown open 
that the head of its occupant appeared. He was then seemingly dead, but he sat nearly erect within his coffin, the lid of which, in his furious struggles, he had partially uplifted. He was forthwith conveyed to the nearest hospital and there pronounced to still be living, although in a asphytic condition. After some hours he revived, recognized the individuals of his acquaintance, and in broken sentences spoke of his agonies in the grave. From what he related, it was clear that he must have been conscious of life for more than an hour while inhumed, before lapsing into insensibility. The grave was carelessly and loosely filled with an exceedingly poor soil, and thus some air was necessarily admitted. He heard the footsteps of the crowd overhead, and he endeavored to make himself heard in turn. It was the tumult within the grounds of the cemetery, he said, which appeared to awaken him from a deep sleep. But no sooner was he awake that he became fully aware of the awful horrors of his position. This patient, it is recorded, was doing well and seemed to be in a fair way of ultimate recovery, but fell a victim to the quackeries of medical experiment. The Gavonic battery was applied, and he suddenly expired in one of those ecstatic paroxysms which occasionally it superinduces. I can't even imagine the horror that this man must have felt. But he's not alone, for I will continue reading, and from the premature burial there's another example that is sure to scare you. And again, my sweet one, once you finish these stories, I don't want you daydreaming about them. I want you to go where your heart lies and think of things that you desire. And now, back to the premature burial. The mention of a galvanic battery, nevertheless, recalls to my memory a well-known and a very extraordinary case in point, where its action proved the means of restoring to animation a young attorney of London who had been interred for two days. This occurred in 1831 and created at the time a very profound sensation wherever it made the subject converse. The patient, Mr. Edward Stapleton, had died of an apparent typhus fever accompanied with some anomalous symptoms which had excited the curiosity of his medical attendants. Upon his seemingly decease, his friends requested to sanction a post-mortem examination, but declined to permit it. As often happens when such refusals are made, the practitioners resolved to disinter the body and dissected at leisure in private. Arrangements were easily effected with some of the numerous corps of body snatchers with which London abounded, and upon the third night after the funeral, the supposed corpse was unearthed from a grave eight feet deep and deposited in the opening chamber of one of the private hospitals. An incision of some extent had been actually made in the abdomen when the fresh and undecayed appearance of the subject suggested an application of the battery, 
one experiment succeeded another, and the customary effects supervened, with nothing to characterize them in any respect, except upon one or two occasions a more than ordinary degree of lifelikeness in the convulsive action. And that, my sweet one, is all we have time for tonight. I do hope I didn't scare you. And remember, when you daydream, think of things your heart desires. Sweet dreams, sweet one. (laughs) 